welcome to the Forster's Morgan Law Podcast. I'm Miri Stickland, an Honours Development Lawyer in the Commercial Real Estate Team, and I'm joined today by Joe Beeston, Senior Associate in our Employment Team, and Anthony Goodmaker, Senior Associate in our Commercial Real Estate Team as well, but appearing today in his capacity as a dad. Um, so welcome to you both. Hi there. Hi Mary. Um, so today we're here to talk about shared parental leave. Um, Joe, perhaps you could kick us off by just explaining what shared, shared, gosh it's a mouthful isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> shared, <laughs> shared parental leave is and who it applies to. Of course. So shared parental leave enables employees who are parents to take leave flexibly in the first year of their child's life. Now, I should mention it also applies to employees who are adopting children. So if someone's adopting, the same rules apply for the first year um, from which they're placed with their child. And the starting position is when an employee gives birth, she's on maternity leave and she's got the right to a year off. And the idea for of shared parental leave is to enable um, that employee, if she chooses, to opt out of maternity leave after a two to four week period, depending on which industry she works in, and elect to join the shared parental leave system, which gives her and her partner the ability to divide and share the way the child is raised in the first year. And so it could be that mum's off for the first six months and dad's off for the last six months, or it could be that um, uh, you know both are off for, uh, at the same time. Um, but it just gives parents greater flexibility. And so this was first discussed in 2010. Um, both the Conservative and the Lib Dem parties were very keen to increase flexible working as part of their 2010 election manifestos, and it came into law in, in 2015. And it's primarily designed to replace what used to be known as additional paternity leave. So under that old regime, um, a father would take two weeks off at the point the baby is born, and then could take a further 26 weeks later during that first year period, but only once the mother had decided to give up all of her maternity rights and go back to work. So it was quite a rigid regime, mm. and actually very few people took it up. So the idea of shared parental leave is to create a genuine, flexible um, way for parents to share the upbringing of their child. Anthony, you were our first dad, I think, to take up the shared parental leave option, and you've now uh, taken it up twice. Is that right? That's right. How did you and your wife split up the uh, leave? So first time round um, with baby number one. Um, nameless baby number nameless one. Nameless baby number one. Sorry, Joseph, if you're listening. Um, which I'd be very impressed given that you're two and a half. But you do know how to work an iPad already, so maybe maybe you are listening at nursery. My wife is a teacher, so... Um, it was part of a joint discussion as to when best for a teacher to go back to work. My wife uh, was keen to take in a full academic year, so effectively went back to work September 2017. So it was decided first time round that I would then take my shared parental leave after Danny went back to work, effectively delaying the period before which Joseph would go into childcare, private childcare, while, when we both were back in work. Yeah. Uh, and it worked absolutely fantastically first time round, especially when you've only got one kid and you don't really know how best to structure things. Structure things. And also, you can't help but have that feeling of guilt when you decide to go back to work and yeah. cart your pride and joy your first child off to nursery. <laughs> um, but it worked absolutely brilliantly. And so second time round, so I've just come back 
from taking off six weeks over the summer and we actually did it differently so again my wife went back to work effectively September to start the whole academic year at the very beginning but this time I took off the last six weeks of her leave so we overlapped for the whole summer which was a completely different experience to first time round having two um, obviously a lot more to think about a lot more uh, a lot uh, harder work equally as fun <laughs> double the fun but twice the work so we we more, thought we'd more logistics, more logistics yeah <laughs> so we decided we'd do it together and we had an absolutely fantastic summer and I'm pleased to say that both Joseph and Toby are very happy in their new nurseries and both Danny and I've settled back into work really well so Joe is it a, t- a statutory entitlement or is there an element of discretion for employers so it's a statutory entitlement provided you meet certain criteria and right. it normally it involves both parents having been working for 26 weeks prior to the arrival of of, of their child but as as Anthony made out earlier, you know, the, the arrangements and the way you can structure shared parental leave can vary and it's up to you to decide how you want to do that to an extent. So Anthony mentioned the idea of one parent going back to work and the second parent taking over for the remainder or both parents being off at the same time and, and they are the, the classic types of arrangements we see. That said, some parents want to be more creative and they want to divide up their time in smaller blocks. So for example, mum goes back to work for two months then dad's off, then mum's back off, then dad's off. And you can see how for some industries, for example, people in the creative industries or project-based roles, that arrangement could work and employers could be happy with that. Yeah. But if they're not happy, the employer does have the ability to push back in relation to those kind of arrangements if it doesn't work for their business. So in short, yes, they have the statutory right. They have the right to take time off in blocks. But if they want, if the employee wants to divide that up and be more creative, and it doesn't work from the employer's perspective, the employer can push back Okay. And, say no. and so how does what we have now in the UK compare with what there is overseas? Good question. Well, I think we're certainly making progress, and we are certainly travelling in the right direction. Um, you know, we have some jurisdictions, and the US strikes me as being an obvious one, where family-friendly leave is pretty limited, yeah. um, including you know, annual holiday, time off for maternity leave. It, it, employees do not get a good, a good deal. And you can compare that with some Scandinavian countries where it's the complete opposite. So for example, in Iceland, there's a mandatory 39-week period where parents need to be off. And there's 13 weeks that are allocated for the mother and 13 weeks that are allocated for the father and then they can choose how they share the rest. But there's an expectation that both parents will take time off. And that's similar in Norway, where parents um, in total are entitled to 101 weeks leave that they can choose to split between them. And again, 10 weeks are allocated for both parents. Now, the advantage there is under local law, employees receive up to 100% of their salary during that first year. Wow. Which is um, obviously a, a a very good entitlement. When you compare that to the UK system, you can see that's where perhaps we've got a, a bit of a way to go. Yeah. Because under the shared parental leave system, the starting position is that employees will receive statutory shared parental leave pay, um, which is around £150 a week. Quite often, that's a lot lower than what employees are receiving. And so, and so that feeds into the assessment parents need to carry out when working out how best to care for their children. 
Um, but there are, so employers, for example, Anthony, I think you were mentioning when we were chatting earlier that we have a kind of enhanced package here at Forster's. Yeah, so I was really fortunate that actually around the time of Joseph being born that um, HR here were reconsidering entitlement and benefits and before really anything was certain as to what I would do it was announced that there would be an entitlement for both uh, lawyers and support staff to an enhanced pay on top of the statutory pay that Joe just mentioned. Which makes the decision a bit easier. It Absolutely I mean it probably wouldn't have been feasible for me to take more than a couple of weeks off on statutory pay so I'm incredibly fortunate to work somewhere that encourages us to take this time off, acknowledges the importance of it for family life and is confident enough in its um, the loyalty of its staff that they want to pay them to do it as well. Do you see that as kind of being the main benefit from employers point of view then kind of enhancing the employee experience there's got to be that kind of mental health and well-being aspects to it as well exactly in times of changing the more people you talk to particularly um you know i'm 32 and people that had their kids in the decades gone past gone past yeah (laughs) um certainly earlier this millennium uh, weren't fortunate enough particularly dads to even have the possibility of doing anything like this yeah uh, and for employers to consider the role of dads in um, the home life when a, a new baby's born, be it first baby, third baby, fourth baby, and to acknowledge that men can play a big part in that is is something that I think companies are starting to realise is a real good selling point when trying to attract talent. Yeah. And from your point of view, what did you feel the main sort of positive impacts were, other than getting the whole summer off? No, my colleagues keep reminding me of that. <laughs> um, the best point, first time round when, when it was just me, my wife and Joseph um, and then and Danny went back to work, it was really bonding with Joseph on my own and working out what the hell being a dad is all about. <laughs> Second time round, obviously, a bit more wise, two and, a, two and a half years into changing nappies and waking up at night, it was really just about spending quality time, the four of us. Yeah. Um, so, as I said earlier, two completely different experiences, but learning lots and getting... St- so much out both times. I suppose an open question to the floor, do we have any idea what kind of take up we're seeing at Forsters? Well I know just by virtue of timing that I was dad number one to do it. I know a lot of uh, colleagues have asked questions about it to me on the assumption that I'm an expert on the subject which I should declare (laughs) I'm not but Joe is. I think I was probably person number six or seven two years later, um, and I know a couple of people have got it lined up over the next six to nine months. I think from my perspective, I mean, I often advise in this area for various clients, and when this first came out, there was a flurry of activity and everyone was expecting everybody to make these requests straight away. I think in practice, it didn't really happen like that. There were, we didn't see that many requests made in practice. But that said, I'd say over the last sort of 24 to 48 months, there really has been a bit of an uptake and I was certainly getting queries from employers who are having these requests for the first time. And they're actually quite hard from an admin perspective to administer sometimes for employers. And so it's useful to talk through with someone who has a HR background just to make sure that all of the, the processes are followed correctly to ensure that everyone is entitled to take the leave they're looking for and receive the payments they're entitled to. Um, but I think certainly on the whole, it's, it's increasing. I think that's a good thing. So I was reading some uh, some research 
as you do, um, it was saying um, research at the University of Birmingham found out individual claimants for uh, the shared parental pay um, has increased by 73% from when it came oh, in wow. in 2015 uh, to now, to 2018-2019. Um, although according to the hashtag share baby website, only 2% of eligible parents are taking uh, shared parental leave and pay. So I suppose, you know, the follow-on question from that is why don't more people sort of take it up? I think there may be two, two reasons. One, perhaps, which is changing as a cultural thing. I think, you know, people still have this perception that the mother is the primary carer and the, the mother will be taking most of the time off. Um, so I think part of it is just changing the mindset and once more and more people take shared parental leave and people are familiar with it, then I'm sure it will increase. I think the second practical point is in relation to pay. I think many employers have had enhanced maternity pay policies for many years. Employees expect to get paid well when they're on maternity leave as part of their package of it as an employee. I don't think that many employers have got to the stage of developing enhanced share parental leave pay policies. Quite often they're more on an informal ad hoc basis. And so I think until that changes, um, to put both parents in the same in the same position, it may be a, a bit of a, a time before we we see it taken up by everyone. But yeah. I think we're certainly making progress, making strides. There's also an awareness piece to this as well. Even at Forsters, you have to do a certain amount of digging just to check entitlement and allowance. That's not to say that it isn't obvious and easy to understand once you find it. But certainly you have to be conscious of the fact that A, you want to do it, and B, you know you're entitled to it. Yeah. Before you look into the possibility of doing it and ask, start asking the questions. I suppose the thing is, from, a, from the point of view of making the comparison with maternity leave, it's kind of obvious when you're about mm. to go off on maternity leave. Whereas, you know, employers might not always know that, you know, somebody's wife, spouse, girlfriend, whatever, you know, is about to, to have a baby. And so I suppose there is that element of, you know, you have to go looking for it yourself. Exactly. Rather than it being blindly obvious what's about to happen. And that's only if you know about it as a concept in the first place. Yeah. Some people just completely, understandably, don't even know it's an option. As our poster boy for shared parental leave, as I'm now going to think of you, do you have any tips for preparing for shared parental leave or how you kept in touch during shared parental leave or the process of coming back to work? main thing I found was really positive was just being really open at the outset with the partners and colleagues that you want to do it and when you're anticipating doing it. Effectively, we're lucky here that they can be flexible and so once you've got that support it effectively just becomes like preparing for a long holiday yeah the build-up to the handover making sure you're clear about your workload and what's possible in the in the lead-up to going off and the actual response from clients has been incredibly positive in fact I was at an event with one of our biggest clients the other day and the fund manager came over to talk to me I assumed he wanted to talk about a file we were working on and it, all he actually wanted to talk about was my parental leave and know what I got up to with the kids. <laughs> so the response is overwhelmingly positive. While I was off, there was absolutely no expectation of me to keep in touch. Certainly was told not to check in emails or do anything. That actually goes against my sort of nature of wanting to know what's going on. I find it very difficult to completely relinquish um, responsibility. As I say, it's just like a long holiday. Um, it does help before you come back if you just check in with your friends and colleagues 
either by going in and seeing them, which I actually did. I brought Joseph in just before I came back to work. Uh, and have a chat with people, see what's going on, and then so you know what you're in for when you come back to work. Is there the option of keeping touch days in a kind of similar way that you have when you're on maternity leave? There is. There are, there are shared parental keeping in touch days, and employ, em, employees can come in, as Anthony said, for team meetings, to catch up with training, to see what's going on, just so they don't feel completely isolated, and yeah. just to kind of make sure when they do return to work, they know what they're expecting. So, yeah, there is a right for employees to come back if they want to and, and um, see what's going on. I suppose just on that point, you know, there's also the right to come back to your job. Yeah. You know, often people get a bit concerned about taking long periods out of the office and, and what does that mean for my return? And you know, the legal position is you either return back to the exact same role that you, you left or if you've been off for 26 weeks or more in total and your exact role is no longer around for various reasons. You've got the right to go back to an alternative role on the same terms. So essentially, you know, there is no change. You have the right to go back. Um, and some people like to, to keep in touch before they do come back. Yeah. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining me today. Um, I've definitely learned a lot about shared parental leave, although I don't think I'll be taking it yeah. myself. <laughs> um, for the latest news and views from the firm, do head over to our website, forsters.co.uk, or check out our various social media channels, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for even more More Than Law podcasts, you can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And until next time, goodbye. Forsters More Than Law podcast is for general information only and should not be considered to be professional advice. Forsters LLP accepts no liability or responsibility for any direct or consequential loss arising from the use of, reliance on, or reference to this podcast. Forsters LLP makes no warranty or representation as to the accuracy of the information contained in this podcast. The More Than Law podcast and all copyright in it is the property of Forsters LLP and it should not be used, reproduced or quoted, whether in whole or part, without Forsters LLP's prior written consent.